よーし思いっきり焼くぞ健康だけが取り柄だもんねあいいから予約して予約オッケーオッケー主任にでも呼び出されたら大変だもんね大丈夫よ今週の占いによるとバカンスに邪魔は入らないってラッキーラッキー私占いって信用しちゃう、うん、主任の呼び出し私占いって信用しないの It's Thursday, and you know what that means. That means that it's time once again for another exciting episode of Dirty Pair Project Pod, an anime watch along podcast where every other week we go through another episode of the 1985 cult classic sci fi anime, Dirty Pair. It is going to take me forever to relearn that intro when we move on from the original run of Dirty Pair. That's all right. I am Aaron, your host. With me, as ever, if a bit under the weather, is、uh, my co host, Paul. We're making it through. We're going to、yeah. make this happen no matter what. Got a really good shoe for you. I think I've already done that bit on an episode. Yeah. You know, we're, we're 20 episodes or 21 episodes in. I, I'm going to gonna,、like、I'm gonna repeat bit. some bits. You guys are going to have to deal with it.、Uh, this week's episode is、uh, episode 21. No way 463 people disappeared. Paul, do you have a,、uh, a, a summary of this episode from, I don't know, circa,、mm, let's call it 1988? I do. I do. Let's see. Uh, this summary, as with every other summary I've read in this 21 episode run, comes from Animag number four, Gray Digital Target Manga Preview Anime Fanzine, published in 1988 and accessed on archive.org. Thank you to archive.org for existing. Episode number 21. You're kidding. 463 people disappear. The first half of the only two parts show in the series begins with a mystery. A passenger star cruiser has landed on schedule at Eleanor City Starport, but the control center can't seem to hail the pilot or crew. An emergency team sent to investigate finds the cruiser completely empty of all passengers and flight crew. It was apparently landed by remote control. But how? And by whom? And what happened to all the people? Eddie Ross, an accident inspector for the travel company that chartered the cruiser, calls in the pair to aid his investigation. Their efforts are hampered by Eddie's ex wife, Shannon, who is desperately conducting her own search. One of the missing passengers happens to be the Ross's five year old daughter. Meanwhile, Yuri meets Arthur, the Ross's 12 year old son, and forms a warm, big sisterly friendship with him. Kay displays a pronounced appetite for cute, innocent young boys. That's what it says right here. 
I'm not. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with well, that. But nobody's happy. I nobody was. I, nobody was happy when I saw it. Yeah. I don't know if Kay can beat those allegations right now. I, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that she can. Also, the um the daughter is six. They say she's six like five times. Well, whatever, man. I I don't know. Whatever. They they mixed up their thing. I don't think Shannon is really a hindrance, but. Again, whatever. The writer of this episode is Toshimichi Okawa, who also uh, did some writing for Golgo 13, as well as Samurai Gun, two two shows that I know of but have never actually seen. Played that NES game, though. Yeah, yeah. Storyboard, a familiar name for the storyboard. Once again, Kazuhito Kikuchi. Sorry, Kazuhito Kikuchi is back at it again. Some uh, A sampling of their work. Uh, we have El Hazard, The Wanderers, and Outlaw Star. So there you go. Hey! Outlaw Star is good. Uh, director is Sunio Tominaga. This is his one time in the director's chair, his only episode. I picked a couple uh, slightly more modern shows that he's done director work for, or direction work for, a Certain Scientific Accelerator is one. He's also worked on Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attacks? That's a fairly recent one. Yeah, it's super. That was like last year or a year before. I was going to say, I think I actually just like considered watching or it. 2022? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's your, there's your crew for this one. And uh, yeah, the only two-parter, I think across all... All of Dirty Pair? Yeah. The OVA, the Dirty Pair 2 has zero two-parters, and Flash... They're all self-contained, yeah. Flash has two seasons that are, that are, that are... Serialized. Yeah, Yeah. they're serialized arcs, but they're not two-part... And really, season two, uh, season two's arc is less an actual arc and more just... Locale. Yeah, they're, they're on this planet waiting to get off this planet. Okay, let's, uh, let's kick it off. Uh, first thing we see in this episode is one of the spiral sta- space stations from Lots of Danger, Lots of Decoys. And we finally find out, or I finally find out at, at any rate, uh, what the fuck these things are. These are the uh, like the warp access points. Yeah, they're the warp gates. They are the warp gates. As we see a, a big-ass uh, starship warp in emblazoned with a giant 807 on the side yeah it's got a big 807 on it marshall asw flight 807 so marshall is the planet asw is the airline and then 807 is the flight number we we get like a full walkthrough of like the full like hey we're requesting clearance to land we get the um duke spaceport planet duke yeah planet duke it is not Eleanor City, as far as I can tell. Yeah, uh, Planet Duke, not to be confused with its sister planet, uh, Planet Nukem. And uh, yeah, so they, they switch to autopilot, and the guy's like, hey, welcome. And then we get a, uh, an announcement in uh, playing on the loudspeakers of the, the spaceport that's like, hey, the flight's going to arrive as scheduled. Here's the gate. Yeah, we have a little boy running through the spaceport. Uh, who is named Arthur. We know he's named Arthur because somebody yells at him for being where he shouldn't be. And he's like, it's faster if I come this way. Yeah, but they also they, they clearly know him, so he clearly is like the child of somebody who works there. Right. He, he pretty obviously spends a lot of time in this airport, or spaceport. We cut back to like the flight control center, 
at the spaceport where uh, we find out that they can't they can't raise the ship due to geomagnetic interference. They're like it's fucked up our radio. They've you you, you will get that these geomagnetic storms uh, have been a problem lately. They are a feature of this planet. Is the yes. geomagnetic uh, interference? But we we watch the ship come in for a landing, and it lands safely. Uh, Arthur is watching the. Uh, Arthur is watching the. Um, Arthur, he, I need you to have faith that this spaceship is gonna land. And then yeah, th- so the ship lands safely, but they still can't raise anybody. They're still not getting any response to all their uh, uh, radio transmissions. So, a bunch of emergency vehicles come out. Uh, you see, like, kind of how, again, you see, like, how an emergency is handled. And one of the features that I think is particularly interesting is that everybody uh, going up the stairs to enter the spaceship is dressed in a space suit for uh, contamination, uh, avoid it, uh, uh, like, to avoid contamination presumably like if there's like a virus or you know if something really fucked up an alien is on this ship these guys are all wearing suits that will keep them from being infected or whatever yeah i thought that was a nice touch which yeah i again uh we get really good uh really good lighting because the lights on the flight like the lights on the ship are all off and uh so they're just using flashlights and you get some really well animated like flashlight beams illuminating the colors of the seats and stuff it i think it looks really cool uh and yeah the the ship is empty there's nobody on board that's what they say the the guy radios back that there's nobody on the ship and everybody's like what the fuck we get a shot of a a doll yeah the only thing they find is a creepy doll on the ground which i have a problem with this doll that i'll get into it's not on the ground it's in a chair is it in a chair whatever i I have a problem with the presence of this doll and uh, that's, we cut to our title card. Mm-hmm. And then we see Kay and Yuri looking at vacation places. And Kay's like, oh, maybe I'll save this place for my honeymoon. And Yuri's like, ah, I guess that means they'll never go there. <laughs> because, because same-sex marriage was not legal in Japan It's at still the time. not legal in Japan. And so they'll only ever be domestic partners. Yeah. Uh, so they decide that they're going to go to Ocean Rib, uh, which is just... Yeah, the Ocean Rib Hotel. The Ocean Rib Hotel. This is a great name for something, I guess. It, you know, it doesn't stop being ridiculous the more they say it, is what I'm going to say. Yeah, I never quite got over it. And I, I, I have written here, boy, it's weird how they do everything, including on vacations to hotels together. Wonder how many rooms and beds there are. Kay, uh, Kay books the hotel. And as she's booking the hotel, she's like, man, I hope Ghoulie doesn't call us in for anything. And Yuri tells Kay that according to our fortune this week, no one will bother us while we're on vacation. Kay goes, lucky us. I always knew fortune telling was real. And then her earrings start flashing. And Yuri says, Chief is calling us. And Kay says, I always knew fortune telling was fake. Yeah, 
主任の呼び出し私占いって信用しないの The writing of this show is always pretty good I, 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 there, It's very rare that I come away from like any episode and think ah that part wasn't so great Especially when it comes to Kay and Yuri interacting with one another. But I really, I can't help but feel like in this back half of the, sh- of the,、uh, of the run, that the writing is reaching, like, it's reaching, it's hitting some real highs for me. Yeah. The, the back and forth, especially with, with the way that Kay and Yuri talk to each other and act around each other. Like, they have really、yeah. ramped up, like, How snappy the dialogue is. It's, it's really good. Well, and it, it feels like they've really, they've really got an idea. They've really got a handle on at this point, which, you know, 21 episodes in, you'd hope so. How the two of them interact, how they talk to each other, even the way that they're drawn together now. Like they're talking, this, this next scene opens with them. They're, they're st- standing next to like this little, this little coffee table. They're both probably drinking tea. Let's be fair.、They've, they're both drinking tea and, and, And talking to Ghoulie,、uh, Kay sitting down, Yuri standing up. They're wearing some nice outfits in this one. Yeah, yeah. Outfits I don't think we've seen before. Kay has like, it looks like she's wearing overalls that stop at the waist. Like, yeah. You know, it's just like the little, and,、uh, and Yuri's got like a nice little blouse and a dress. But like, look, we hammer this a little, maybe. And maybe we're reading into, we're reading what we want, but like, Kay and Yuri are booking a vacation together. Yuri puts the reservation in both their names. Yes. Like it says, like on the screen, like reserved Kay and Yuri or something like that. And,、um, and now they're sitting here、uh, drinking tea together, talking to the chief. It's, I wrote that in my notes, it's, I wrote it as being disgustingly domestic. Which they have been、really like、increasingly in the last several episodes. We've, we've commented on it. I think starting like multiple times, we've commented on how like domestic the two have gotten around each other. It's a, it's Which, a step beyond the, the infamous apple in a, tra-、uh, in a waste basket in a way that it's more, it, it, that it doesn't focus so much on showing how in sync they are as partners. This just shows how comfortable they are around each other, despite the fact that they like bicker back and forth a little. Right. Well, and, and like the fact that it's like, oh, I want to go on vacation. Well, obviously, I'm bringing. Yuri along. Yeah, obviously, we're going together. Oh, obviously, we're going on vacation together, right? Yeah, of course. So, Ghoulie briefs them in on their vacation or on, on the situation. They're like, hey, you know, like, we're on vacation. He's like, your vacation starts the day after tomorrow. And then Yuri's like, well, you know, Planet Duke is close to Ocean Rib. And Kay says it, that it seems like it's closer to hell to her. And then they clink their mugs together and. Really good expressions. Really good expressions. ジョーキャクが消えた。四百六十三人も一遍に。一体どこに。それが分かっていれば、君たちなぞ四番よ。うちらは休暇ですからね。しかも三ヶ月ぶりの。君たちの休暇は明後日からじゃないか。じゃあ
Gouldy's response is, if I knew that, I wouldn't be calling you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Just a great little, like, great little comedy beat. It, it reinforces that relationship that they've had, that they have with, with Gouldy. You know, that sort of, like, almost antagonistic, but not quite relationship that they have with their, with their boss. Uh, yeah. I've said in the past that, like, he, he seems to view them sort of paternally. Uh, as if they're his his daughters, his wayward daughters, and uh, this just shows like a, a little bit of a different dimension. The way he talks to them and the way they talk to him does remind me sort of the way that I would maybe joke with our parents on occasion. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I think that that's uh, I think that's true. I think that that is an accurate uh, read on the situation. But man, that shot of them clinking the oh, clinking the so mugs bad. together. Like they're, some real Charlie so, Brown ass faces there. Yeah, well, like they're so downcast and resigned to like, oh fuck, I guess we have to go. You get some nice establishing shots of uh, of Planet Duke again, like, and it kind of zooms you into the yeah the ASW um, building, I guess, and it's Ghoulie has tagged along with them, and you know they're like, okay, so. Nobody knows anything, and he's, they're kind of, like, going over the situation. And Ghoulie's like, look, you're going to be working with an accident investigator from ASW uh, who's going to partner with you. This is Eddie. When uh, uh, when he says that you'll be working with an investigator, Yuri says, uh, I hope he's a young hunk. And they walk into the uh, to Eddie Ross's office, and it's Arthur sitting at the chair. They don't know that. And Kay says, looks like you got your wish. He's really young. Yuri pulls a face. Yeah, and Yuri gives her a disapproving frown. But uh, pretty pretty quickly, um, Eddie comes in and he's like, Arthur, what the fuck are you doing here? You can't be here. And he kicks him out. Uh, and as, he, as, as Arthur is leaving, he's like, but what about Melody? And Eddie's like, leave Melody to me, which is the first, like, you get the feeling that there's more going on with Arthur and Eddie than just a bunch of random people have disappeared. Um, this is the first indication that there's a, a maybe a personal connection here. Eddie gives the data to the Goyles, uh, saying that it warped in at Marshall. It uh, warped out at Duke, just like normal. This is a, a, a regular flight. Um, it, yeah. it makes this trip on the reg, which means, according to Kay, that, okay, if it warped in and warped out normally, then the disappearance of these passengers happened in that final 2,000 kilometers uh, between the warp terminal and the spaceport. Yeah, one hour and 51 minute window between yeah. when the ship warped out and when it landed. That's when and the disappearance happened. Yuri, uh, Yuri floats the idea that nobody was on the ship because maybe they all canceled. And Kay's like, that's not... St- shut up. ということはこのワープターミナルからスペースポートまでの2000キロ足らずの間に何かが起こったということだ。うん。その間更新はなかったの？実際な話だ。463人が煙のように消えるとは。まったく調査官は初めて10年以上になるが、こんな事件は初めてだ。ねえ、最初から誰も乗ってなかったってのは？ 
and then Eddie explains that's that's impossible because the ship reports its mass at the terminal and according to the mass that the that the ship showed and reported uh the flight was almost full and it matches it when it warps out so it right. it, it sends a mass reading when it warps in and it sends a mass reading when it warps out yeah right and they match so the ship was the same weight or had the same mass warping in as warping out. And that mass showed that it was full or near to capacity. So the, the disappearance had to have happened in that final 2,000 kilometers. Uh, plus, there's the doll, which belongs to Melody, who is Eddie's daughter, who is on the flight by herself. And when they're like, oh, why was she on the flight? And he says, that doesn't, that's not relevant. It's a personal matter. Yeah. So Kay wisely or, or sort of accurately points out that like, well, the doll's got to be a, cu- a clue because there's no luggage or anything. Like, none of the passengers left anything else behind. Except this doll. Just the doll. We get a shot of... Okay, we get a shot of the flight. Or the ship, sorry. Flight 807 in a hangar. Which is... like, And, and we see, like, there's all these tracks on the ceiling and the walls. And there are sensors and scanners, like, running along the tracks. Performing all these scans on the ship. And it's really cool. I think it looks really cool. It's a it's a neat uh, it's a neat shot of like to to be able to see how like this hangar is equipped to deal with you know these kind of investigations or yeah. you know maybe this is something that they do every time the ship comes in they got to scan it for I don't know, space parasites or whatever the fuck yeah. right. A guy reports to Eddie that, or like a scanner tech basically is like, hey, look, we're going to scan the cockpit again, but like we've done three sweeps and we haven't found anything. And Kay and Yuri are like, hey, we're going to fly the route. We're going to fly that 2000 kilometer route between that, that flight 807 took just to see if we can find something. And uh, Eddie's like, all right, well, you do your thing and I'll do mine. And Yuri is like, boy, he seems remarkably level headed considering that his daughter is missing. And Kay says, he's a workaholic, just like the people from a certain country. Uh, yeah. And I've written in brackets, it's Japan. She's talking shit to the audience about the Japanese culture of overwork. Uh, yeah. Like, come on. Uh, Yuri says, I just want to get back to our vacation. And Kay says, tell me about it. I want to tan until I go completely dark, which is a, the only reason this line is here is because of something that happens Shortly thereafter, two minutes, yeah. uh, Which is that um, as they're leaving the the investigation hangar, Yuri spots Arthur hiding behind like a, I don't know, some equipment. Yeah, he's hiding behind like some boxes, yeah, crates, things of that nature. And when uh, Yuri's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Uh, He takes off running, and so uh, they chase him. And he almost gets hit by a truck that is, like, hauling barrels of oil, I guess? Yeah, like, well, you gotta figure, like, lubrication or something, Yeah, lube. Yeah, barrels of lubricant. And uh, Yuri, like, snatches him out of the way. uh, But the truck overturns and Kay ends up covered in oil. And then Yuri makes the joke that, well, you got what you wanted. Your skin's gone dark. And Kay's like, not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. 
Not like this. And then there's a shot of a mysterious figure. Uh, we get a mysterious guy wearing sunglasses is is watching uh, watching the proceedings from a from a walkway above, and we're that's ominous. That's ominous. So they go to Arthur's house. Yeah, I guess because well, Yuri's like following a lead here. Yeah, Yuri Yuri has become convinced very quickly that this family connection has something to do with it. So they're at Arthur's house, uh, in in Arthur's bedroom, I think. And uh, Arthur gives him the lowdown, which is that uh, mom and dad have separated. Mom lives on Marshall. He lives, uh, dad lives on Duke. Arthur lives on Duke. And his sister Melody lives on Marshall. Uh, And they really wanted to see each other. So he and Melody made a plan for her to come visit. And that's what she was doing on the ship. Yuri seems to think that, that Arthur isn't telling them everything. Yeah, she says, hey, why'd you run from us? And he's like, oh, because dad would get mad if he found out I was there. And Yuri kind of kind of pushes. She's like, are you sure you're not hiding anything from us? And and then... And then... And then Kay makes her grand entrance. Uh, Kay in busts in in a towel. A towel. Says, ah, it feels great. Um, and then Yuri, Yuri accurately goes... Hey, there's a kid here. Don't you know, put some clothes on. Uh, Kay responds, don't be so uptight. And then she starts posing in her towel and says, hey, boy, am I gorgeous or what? And in response, Arthur, very uncomfortable, like looks down and away. And Kay goes, not doing it for you, huh? Then I'll give you a special treat and begins to take her towel off. Uh, and I've written, Kay, you're going to fucking prison. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. Like, I wrote this in f- my notes as Kay walks in freshly showered in a towel. Kay makes a bad choice, but Yuri stops her from following through. Uh, by saying yeah. like, hey, cut it out. Think what he's think about what he's feeling. Uh, he's like, don't you. <laughs> to which Yuri says, I was just trying to cheer him up. あ、いい気持ち。見せねえしのまでなんてかっこよ。課題方言わないの。ねえ、僕お姉ちゃんグラマーでしょ。ほら、ダメかしら。じゃあ大サービス。やめなさいってば。兄考えてんのよ。あの
It's so messed up. Just it's weird. Not. Like, I guess this is, is this, this was an 80s thing? This is an, like, I, I don't know. I guess this is an 80s thing. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's in the Goonies. Something like this happens in the Goonies, except it's worse in the Goonies somehow. It's messed up. But like I said, we blessedly cut away to a cool shot of the lovely angel flying through space on the approach to planet Duke. Yes. They have completed their uh, retracing of the steps of Flight 807, and they are headed back down. And they're kind of like, they're once again, like going over the... The facts of the case. The facts of the case, yeah. This is also where uh, Kay brings up the fact, like, it's really weird that a six-year-old can get on a spaceship unattended, like just get right through there and you're always like well you know everything's automated so technically you just if yeah, somebody can if someone possible. puts in the information she can get right on with no problems uh and this is like a nice little it plants a seed yeah automation it plants a seed uh and then and then yuri says that she's worried about arthur and moogie should look after him yes which which k is like hey that's a great idea and then they almost get hit by a uh a red ship a red rocket uh, with the marking SR-1000. Hey, do you know what that ship is? That's the lovely angel from uh, the movie, I think. Yeah, it's the well, it's the lovely angel from the the uh, Nalandia affair, as far as I can ah. tell. Or very close to it. It's, I, I think yeah, it's even, very similar in design. Had Nalandia uh, so, aired by? No, no, it hadn't. Nalandia comes out um, in, it came out in 1985 as well. Okay, they, so they, it was they it was being made around. concurrently with the series, and this far into the series, the production on the movie would have been far enough ahead uh, yeah. that it would have all kind of synced up. So uh, Kay is like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I want to catch that idiot," and Yuri's like, "I don't know if we can." She says that they're no ordinary reckless driver, and Kay is like, "Yeah, they are pretty good." Yeah, I wrote that 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 Kay wants to give chase, but Yuri's like. No, no, no. That was really cool. (laughs) Yeah, it is basically, she's like, no, like, did you see the way they nailed that turn? They didn't even slow down. They just immediately hit it. And, uh, and yeah, Kay then is like, wow, yeah, that's some technique. Like, it's really, it's, it's very funny that like their first in her first instinct is to give chase. But then Yuri's like, have you considered that that was totally fucking sick? And Kay's like, you've got a point. And so they don't chase the car. They do not chase the rocket after all. They report back to Eddie that they didn't find anything and K, like, as they're kind of, like, chewing it over, K's like, why why are the people missing? Like, I don't get why the people are missing and the ship is not. And Eddie is like, well, what if it's a kidnapping? And Yuri's like, if it was a kidnapping, wouldn't we have heard from kidnappers by now? And Eddie's like, well, I still think it's possible. Uh, and then Yuri once again thinks, like, maybe the ship really was just empty to begin with. But she yeah. she does not say this out loud this time. She just thinks it. Uh, and and then, then then they get a message, as if right on cue, they get a message from the kidnappers, yeah, yeah. which I have transcribed. So have I. Uh, we have taken 463 people hostage and demand ransom of 10,000, and then there's a little sign there. This is, credits. Credits. 
10,000 credits each, get 4,630,000 credits ready in cash within 24 hours. We'll contact you again in 24 hours. That's what it says right here. Yeah. Then Yuri says, that means, and Kay says, it's a kidnapping. And then we go to commercial. Yeah. Great commercial break. And this one. Yeah. This is a. This is how you do it. Yeah, last episode, we were like, they just kind of dropped the commercial break in at the weird, like at a weird moment. Not so this time. Not so this time. Uh, we come back and it's Eddie reads out the the ransom note. Kay says something to the effect of, these are some greedy fucking kidnappers. It's greedy to kidnap that many people at once. Yeah. And then uh, Yuri basically says, hey, Eddie get the uh you get the money together k and i are going to check the passenger list to see if we can like figure out if there's anyone that the kidnappers might have special interest in yeah they are now saying well if this was a kidnapping maybe there's somebody in particular that they were after yeah like maybe they kidnapped all 463 but there's you know this was to get at someone one person in particular maybe and then Eddie kind of sets the deadline saying, all right, well, we got 24 hours to identify and arrest these kidnappers. Well, he also says, hey, I can get this money. The ASW will pay out this money. No problem. Yeah. Uh, and then Kay says he sure is determined. Guess that's what you'd expect from a dad whose kid is in trouble. And Yuri says that's not what's driving him. Kay says he's doing it because it's his job. And Yuri says, yeah, uh, which again is like. They they are like he is he is like an automaton. Yeah. And they're they're really hammering like, oh, this guy just is just obsessed with work. The passenger list uh turns out to be kind of a dead end, like they're looking through it, and Kay's like, nobody's nobody's standing out. And we get like I've written it they have the perfect uh they have the perfect we are just bullshitting at work kind of conversation where uh Yuri's like, well check their professions. Like, because these are, here's some professions that might be kidnapped. And uh, Kay's like, well, what about like a janitor? Are you telling me nobody's ever kidnapped a janitor before or whatever? And like, it is just like, again, like this perfect little back and forth between them. あ、ダメだ。乗客の方は年齢と職業と住所しかわからないもんね。それらしいのはいないの。政府の交換とか大会社の社長とか。どうして政府の交換や社長でなきゃなんないのさ。だって狙われるとすればやっぱりさじゃあ何車の exchange here it really it kind of is yeah so do you want to do you want to know uh the people that she was looking at oh yeah tell me down. Okay, uh, Ichino Nita, uh, male, uh, his hometown is listed as Nisa, I think, N-I-I-S-A. It could have been USA, though, you know. Uh, he's a musician. Moto Leon, another male from Shibuya, and a musician. And uh, uh, Meino uh, Nanahana, a female from Tanashi, 
also a musician. They've all got different serial numbers as well. I didn't write those down. But, like, she's just looking through, and it's the part that tickled me when I was, like, when I went to, to transcribe it was the fact that they gave them all different names, different uh, hometowns, different little serial numbers, but they're all just musicians. There's a whole just, fucking band on board. It, it's a jazz trio just there. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, they have this, they have this great, I, I really like their conversation because like, Kay's like, well, why does it have to be like a company president or whatever? And she's like, what? A car salesman or a supermarket worker could never be targeted? Friend of the worker, Kay. Yeah, Kay, Kay's got uh, class consciousness. Her hair is not the only thing that's red. Politics is red as her hair. Yuri says it's still more likely that a CEO would be kidnapped, but Kay counters like this is an unusual case. Yeah, and, and, and they Kay's like, all I'm there. saying is this could have been an unlikely target. She just wants, yeah. she just wants to admit that this is an unusual target, and then she's like, hey, what have you found? Um, and Yuri has been looking through the crew list. To see if there's like uh, something uh, something about the crew that they can look into, and, and says that um, she's come up empty. Captain Crocker and his co-pilot Stablos are the perfect pair. Uh, more than that, they've both received commendations for helping arrest a drug smuggler, which uh, gives Kay the idea that okay, well maybe this is like a revenge plot then. So they decide uh, to chase that lead. Um, Kay's like, look, I'm going to go to the bar where the pilots hang out to, to ask about Stabler and, and Crocker. Um, Stabler and you keep an, Yeah. You keep an eye on the crybaby. I've written, AKA the kid she was going to show her tits to earlier. Um, and make sure Kay he says, doesn't hang himself out of guilt or something. Yeah, she says he's a naive little boy. So he might. And Yuri says he might. And Kay says he might blame himself and commit suicide. And then uh, Yuri says, no way at uh, at 14 minutes and 57 seconds. It's the USS 1701A Enterprise hanging from Arthur's ceiling as uh, Yuri shows up to check on him. Um, she like opens the door into a front hall and all you see is a pair of legs dangling yeah. So we get a a, suicide, a child suicide fake out because obviously Arthur hasn't hanged himself. He's playing with Moogie. Moogie is dangling him over a balcony because Moogie knows what the kids like. Yeah. And then I've written Arthur also knows what Moogie's like because he's the next scene is him piloting this little remote control UFO that Moogie is like swiping at and chasing. In it is it is the best. I, it is the best. Moogie has an expression at 15 minutes and 19 seconds that is the purest thing in the world. Oh, it's pure joy. I like I once again, once again, once again, all praise Moogie. Uh, he fucking I love this boy. I love this. I love this boy. Yuri also Yuri gets a lot of information out of Arthur here asking yes. about the ufo or the the flying saucer he's like he's like yeah i can control it with my computer and she's like oh it's remote control and he's like yeah i'm really good at this stuff and she's like you are really good at this stuff and you can kind of see her uh like the start wheels to put are pieces together yeah. yeah she's putting something together in her head about the case and then we uh move on to Kay, who is cruising the bars 
looking for uh, looking for a pilot bar. What she's doing is looking for a place to park at first, and she spots a red car marking uh, SR one thousand, same as the ship that cut them off before. And so she pulls into that. Uh, she pulls in next to it, and enters the bar. She asks the bartender uh, about Crocker and Stablos. And he's like, oh, wow, they're popular today. Th- that lady over there was just asking about him. Uh, Kay looks over at this woman uh, who's got like blue hair. Uh, and Kay describes her as pretty as a picture. And then notices that the keys on the table that the woman is drinking at are marked SR1000. So she is the owner of the car and probably the ship. Kay like Kay is like kind of watching her and then the the woman like looks over and Kay turns away because she doesn't want her to know that she's watching her and then the the woman gets up and leaves uh and Kay follows her uh down an alleyway where she gets uh she gets ambushed yeah she gets the drop on her she pulls her gun out of Kay's hole she pulls Kay's gun out of her holster and says hey who are you why are you following me and Kay says well, you introduce you introduce yourself first, and uh, and she does, and introduces herself as ASW accident investigator Shannon Ross, uh, who's Eddie's estranged wife, um, here to seek her daughter. Uh, she brings her back to the the main office, and Eddie's like, "You should have said you were coming." And Shannon goes, "Really? Were you going to serenade me with an orchestra when I arrived?" Which is extremely catty and great. I, I, I kind of like Sharon. Yeah, and he says, hey, this is my case. It doesn't concern you. And she responds, Melody is my child. It concerns me plenty. Uh, they yeah. really like, great, great, very quick setup of like, this is why they don't get along. Yeah, this is this is why they are separated is because like, well, you also like, you find out that it's not just that, um, like he didn't tell her that Melody has gone missing. Yeah. Uh, she's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that our daughter has gone missing? And that's when he's like, well, it's my jurisdiction. She's like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, then Eddie blames Shannon for leaving. And he's like, well, if you hadn't left, then Melody wouldn't have been on that ship. Uh, which is a uh, really shitty thing to say, Eddie. And they kind of like, they're both like, well, fine, I'll fucking, I'll find our daughter myself. And like, Kate tries to stop him. She tries to stop him. She's like, hey, this would probably be a lot easier if we were all working together. And Shannon's like, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to go do it my way. And she leaves. Yeah. Yuri uh, makes the suggestion to Shannon that like, hey, uh, you should, you should look in on Arthur. He's, he misses you. And Shannon's like, not until I find Melody. (laughs) And now, and at this point in the episode, I started to turn on Shannon a little. She had me and she, she's began to lose me. So uh, now that the awkward moment is over, Kay tells Eddie, she's like, all right, the pilots were a dead end. The smuggler that they helped arrest is still in prison and nobody else really has any beef with them. Uh, Like nobody, like they don't, she could not uncover any, any hidden beefs uh, with, uh, with the pilot, with Stadler and Waldorf um, Crocker, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and he says, okay, continue investigation, and he leaves, 
And Kay and Yuri kind of look at each other and they're like, man, what a frigid couple. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, boy, these guys, huh? Uh, and then Yuri makes a suggestion. Hey, we should go. Uh, let's go check in on Arthur then. And Kay's like, oh, you think he's hiding something? And Yuri's like, yeah, I think I know how I think I know how he did it. Well, she says he's involved in this. I'm not sure how. Also, I figured out how to make 463 people disappear. Right. Like, I know how to do it, and Arthur could pull it off, yes, is what she yes. says. Yeah, she figured out how they made the, the, the people disappear, and, and that Arthur has the knowledge required to do it. And as soon as she says that, we, we cut to Arthur, like, leaving his house on his little hover bike. Uh, he's being watched by the, the guy in sunglasses from before. Kay and Yuri basically like roll up on Arthur on the side of the road and they're like, Hey, uh, we need to talk to you kid. And he's like, I would just want to play with my remote computer. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to play with my computer. And she's like, no, 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 let's go on a walk. Let's, let's go on a walk. Does she stay with your big sister or something like that? Something. I, I know that Kay tries to sell it as a date because apparently Kay is, gonna go to prison or or more like k only knows one way to get like young men to do what she wants and it is by calling things dates or flashing her tits but uh before they Very can really effective, honestly in, in her line of work up to this point i was gonna say usually effective uh maybe don't do it on 12 year old boys maybe don't do that k maybe don't do that but yeah like arthur the date angle doesn't work anyway because arthur only gives a shit about his computer yeah. And then uh the the fella in the car uh tries to run down Arthur on the sidewalk. Yuri saves him by uh like knocking him out of the way. K it's like Yuri Yuri and Arthur go one way, K goes the other. Basically, Yuri and Arthur dive into uh like what looks like a like a flower garden. K dives more towards the street. Yeah, she ends up behind a tree and starts uh pulls out her big gun and starts shooting at the car and drives it off. Then uh, a little girl yells at her mom that these people have ruined her flower garden. And the mom shows up with a knife like, hey, what the fuck? And they're like, all right, we got to go. Yeah, it's important. There's a little moment where uh, after the car drives off, Kay and Yuri are like, well, that car was either after us or it was after Arthur. But we're not sure who. Yeah. And then we get back. We They have taken Arthur back to the spaceport. And they sit him down and they're like, we need the fucking truth from you, kid. But before Arthur can talk, we get another ransom note, which has raised the ransom to 10,000 credits. Uh, no, sorry, it's raised the ransom to 100,000 credits per passenger. And also they want something called File E. Arthur uh, starts, like, Arthur basically, like, explodes. And he's just like, that's a fake ransom note. That's not the real kidnappers. It can't be. Uh, and then, uh, that's the end of the episode to be continued. Yeah. Get hits him with the, the, the little Suguku in the, in the corner to be continued. It, it absolutely, it can't be the real kidnappers. And like at this point, oh, okay, here's the thing. By this point, we have all figured out the mystery. Like we all know that Arthur has done something. Yeah. That, that Arthur has done this. something to, to, to cause this incident. And uh, who who could say? Who could say what it is? So I don't I don't actually have a whole lot to say about this. 
episode. It's it's pretty straightforward. There's a lot of it's a lot of table setting. They yeah. still managed to put a couple of little action sequences in. They still managed to put uh, a little bit of like tension in there, like when when Kay is is shadowing Shannon and gets the, you know she gets the drop on her. You don't quite know who she is. Uh, I think it's funny that they put the lovely angel into the the other lovely angel into this uh, into I, this I episode. Uh, and that they I have like Shannon that. being the one who drives it, and she's a great pilot. Like, yeah, of course she is, and of course it is. Otherwise, like, it's it feels like half of an episode. You know, it feels like all the setup. Yeah, it it is all the setup. I I said to you um, the other day when we were after I'd taken my notes on these these episodes that I I kind of thought that you probably could have done this as one episode. I think you would we would have lost out some of like the the better moments, the more fun moments. I think we probably wouldn't get that conversation about like who usually gets kidnapped or whatever. Like I think like you if you were going to cut down scenes, like those are the scenes you'd cut down to to get through this. But like it's it's pretty obvious and like the 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 show does a good job in this first episode of making it very obvious like okay, uh, there's more behind this than just somebody than just a kidnapping or just a disappearance. And they do a good job of like escalating it as like, okay, well clearly, oh, all right, well, Eddie isn't Eddie's hiding something. Okay. Eddie's hiding yeah. that his daughter was involved. Okay. Arthur is hiding something. We, we still don't know exactly what Arthur is hiding, but he clearly knows more than he's letting on. Except we do know what Arthur is hiding. Cause it's very obvious that Arthur's skill with computers allowed him to remote control fly an empty spaceship and that he re- he clearly knows who and the he kidnappers wrote the, he wrote the ransom are because yeah, he's, he wrote the he's ransom very quick to say that the second note is is a fake yeah so there's there's you know there's enough going on that we all you get all that table setting and then well in the, in the next episode in in two weeks We'll get the we payoff. Get the full. We'll get the full story, including how the doll came to be on board. I had beef with the doll. I said at the beginning of this episode that I had beef with the doll, but I just thought about it a little more, and now I know how the doll got there. So it's yeah, the doll needs to be there. Is is kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, uh, because uh, because of what part of Arthur's plan is. Yeah. But that's for next time. Speaking of next time, it opens with uh, Kay and Yuri are like, hey, where'd they go? Where are they? Kay says, it's a mystery. Which Kay saying mystery comes back in a, in a later next time. Yeah. Yeah. Kay saying mystery is great. And then Yuri says, oh, I found them. And Kay says, what? Where were they? And she says, oh, under the sofa. And Kay says, a cat, get real. What about the 463 people, says Kay. And Yuri says, Leon, I was really worried about you, you know? Next episode, says Kay, we did it. 463 people found. And then Yuri is just, like, saying Leon's name over and over again. Like, Leon, Leon. She's, like, kind of singing at a cat in the way that you would do it. And then uh, Kay says, would you please just help me find them? And that's, that's the next on. Pretty great little, you know, little setup. Like, hey, I found them. They were under the couch. Of course, it's just a cat. And that sets up our next on. 
they I would assume they had to kind of they they weren't looking to give a lot away with this next song. It's a whole it's a to be continued. You don't want to you don't want to overplay your hand. Well, they overplay their hand by titling the next episode. We found them. <laughs> but yeah. Um but that's but also, that's yeah, a you proud don't, you don't get a lot of that, that is a proud tradition, a proud tradition of tradition. of anime. Like you can look at like some of those episode titles for like Yu Yu Hakusho uh in let's say the dark tournament arc that are like the next on like voiceover is like what's gonna happen next and then it's like the title this person loses <laughs> yeah, yeah next time this guy loses yeah so uh that's gonna do it not, not a whole lot to say because you can't really as a standalone episode obviously it doesn't work because it's half of a whole uh so there's not a lot to say about it we'll get a little more into the the whole how the whole episode or the whole story comes together um, next time. Uh, but until then, uh, you can find us on co-host at cohost.org slash project dash pod. Uh, if you like the show and why wouldn't you, uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can write the show if you want. Uh, you can leave us a me- by leaving us a message uh, on co-host. We have uh anonymous asks open so you, i don't even think you need uh, a co-host account for that you can just do that shit anonymously. just drop it in and uh yeah that's it we'll we'll be back uh when will we be back sometime in february uh february 22nd february 22nd is when you will uh get the the thrilling conclusion of uh of this little uh two-parter uh, but until then, uh, remember, love is zero G.